Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching all of us, Lord. We are your disciples. We are your students. We want to learn. We know, Lord, your word gives life, gives health, and gives strength and faith to us, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be ignorant. We want to know the truth, and the truth shall set us free, Father. We open our heart to receive the spiritual food right now. We open our eyes to see the revelation from God, and may the Holy Spirit is our teacher today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen. The Bible says, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God." This is a big subject. I could not finish during Sunday services. That's why we continue. During the camp this year to finish the whole thing, the Bible says that if we are children of God, we shall be led by God, by the Holy Spirit. In order to be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to be sensitive to Him. We need to be able to listen to Him and receive His guidance. And I mentioned about three R in the past sermon in order to develop. The sensitivity of, to the Holy Spirit. Number one, we need to respect the Holy Spirit. Number two, we need to really recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit. Number three, we need to respond to the Holy Spirit. Everyone say respect. respect. Number two, we need to recognize. Everyone say recognize. Number three, respond. Today, we're going to talk about respect or honor the Holy Spirit. I would like to read these two scriptures to review a little bit. Psalm 111 verse 10 say, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal purpose. Everyone say wisdom. The word the fear of the Lord here, it doesn't mean tormenting fear. But it means reverence, fear, honor, and respect the Lord. In order to receive the guidance of the Spirit of God, we need to have the reverence fear toward the Lord in our heart, in our mouth, the way we talk, and in our lifestyle and action. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Wisdom. When you fear Him, when you reverence Him, the Holy Spirit can work in you easily. And then you can receive the wisdom from Him. He also is the Spirit of knowledge. He knows everything about everything. He knows how to cook Filipino food. He knows how to make and buntit nương. He knows how to make the steak very well. He knows how to repair the car. He knows everything about everything. So in order to receive the knowledge from Him, how many people say that, God, give part of your knowledge to me. I want to have more knowledge. 
Okay, how do you receive the knowledge? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge is information. You may be confused, don't know what to do, very anxious, very worried about things, and then subtly in the flash, the Lord drops the knowledge into you, and you know exactly what's going on. And not only knowledge, He drops the wisdom. Wisdom means know how to apply that knowledge. Where, when, who, all these things is we call wisdom. The wisdom of God comes by the Holy Spirit. But the key is that we need to have a reverence fear of respecting Him. Unfortunately, many Christians in the world are not taught about the Holy Spirit. They are not aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some of them even against the Holy Spirit. They don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit. And because of their ignorance or sometimes immaturity, or lack of understanding, they ignore the Holy Spirit. When they get into some situation, instead of connecting to Him or focusing on Him, they begin to wonder and use their own mind, their own intellect to analyze and to find a solution. Sometimes they even go to non-Christian friends and say, could you please help me? Tell me what to do. Some of them just lose sleep and get sick because they keep worrying about the situation. I want to tell you, don't ignore him. Hook up to him. Look to him. Listen to him. Learn how to hear his voice in your spirit. He can guide you. He can tell you what to do. He is the God who is all-knowing and also all-powerful. We need to respect the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 do not quench the Spirit. Ignoring the Holy Spirit, quenching the Holy Spirit is the way that you don't show respect to Him. If you show respect to Him, you will not quench Him. Quenching means to throw something liquid on the flame or on the fire and smother it to stop it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to say something or want to move in our life but we push his direction down. We push his guidance down and we totally ignore him and just go with our own ways. That is called quenching the Holy Spirit. We should not practice quenching the Holy Spirit. We should follow the Holy Spirit. Learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. My dear brother and sister, when you rebel against him, you really grieve him. When you try to use your own reasoning to override his guidance and his voice, you are ignoring him, you are quenching him, and you are despising him and also grieving him. I have this experience many times. Sometimes when I see people have bad attitudes or practice wrong thing, have a long lifestyle, suddenly I feel grief on the inside of me. But later on, I find out that that grief is not my grief. It's the grief of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I sense the grief of the Holy Spirit in my spirit. One time, I never forget, I went to a, a lawyer's house on Mercer Island. 
and the evangelists from Central America came by, so they invited me to join there. When this evangelist lay hand on me, this is many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, she lay hand on me. Suddenly, I cried like a baby. I feel so bad because other lawyers and friends there, no, everyone just sit still and have no reaction to the laying on of hand. I was on the couch and cry and cry and cry, cry like mad, and I could not stop crying. I was a little bit embarrassed because they know I'm a neurosurgeon. And then during crying, God said to me, "I am crying for Thailand because people worship idols. They don't know me. They despise me. Could you please go to Thailand and preach the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit?" I know that cry, that weeping was not me. I have no reason to weep that day at all. I was a guest. I did not get sad. I am happy with my family, with the church, everything. But the crying and the weeping that day came from the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Sometimes you may weep because you see some sin that happened in the society, and you weep because God was grieved by. The reaction of people. When you know that you grieve the Holy Spirit, what you should do? You should fix it as soon as possible. When we know the light and we don't practice the light, we grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will forgive you and will not really take it seriously if you are ignorant. You don't know the truth. But when you know the truth and you still stubbornly, rebelliously. Go against him; he will be grieved, and then you will shut off the leading of the Holy Spirit. You cannot hear his voice because you grieve him and you offend him. My dear brother and sister, even though he is grieved by our action, and sometimes we sense his grief, but you need to understand that when we come and respect the Holy Spirit like that, we don't need to be so cold and so scared, like you're scared of us. Snake or something, you can still have peace. You can have joy of the Holy Spirit while you are reverencing Him, while you are honoring Him. So please make sure don't grieve the Holy Spirit. One thing that we should learn in our life, all the believers should learn, is to know the flow and the direction of the Holy Spirit. We all should grow up in this area. If you want to be successful. If you want to be led by the Spirit, you should learn the flow of the Holy Spirit. Some Christians know how to respond to the flow of the Holy Spirit only one or two ways. I notice because I travel a lot. When the Holy Spirit is moving, some people jump, keep jumping, and this is the only way they respond. When the Holy Spirit is moving, some people run in the room, run, 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 run. Some people shout. Some people cry. Some people speak in tongue. That's all they know. But actually, the move of the Holy Spirit can be soberness, maybe repentant time, that we need to put our face on the floor, the nose on the ground, and say, "God, I'm sorry. I sin against you. I repent of my sin." Sometimes the move of the Holy Spirit will make you laugh. Sometimes make you cry. Sometimes it's just small voice. And he even tell you what to do next. Like when I lay hand on that boy, 12 years old boy in Auckland, New Zealand. When I lay hand, I know God touch him. 
and God spoke to me with a small voice. I'm gonna take him to heaven right now. And I say, should I say something? He say, no, keep your mouth shut. I will confirm to you. I need to follow the move of the Holy Spirit. I need to learn how to respond to the flow of the Spirit. One of the way to learn the flow of the Holy Spirit is reading the Bible, spending time with God more and more, hook up to Him in your life every day, and also you can learn from an experienced minister, the minister who served the Lord under the anointing of God. You can watch his life. You follow how he responds to the Holy Spirit, how he detects the flow of the Holy Spirit, and you learn from him. It's wonderful. It's a blessing to be around a godly man and a godly woman who have known the Holy Spirit longer than you, who have more experience with the Holy Spirit than you, and you can just watch him and follow his way of how he followed the Holy Spirit. When I was a young minister many years ago and start to follow the Holy Spirit, I love to go to many revival services and I watch the minister how he respond. I learned a lot. I was looking at this minister like an eagle. My eyes like, oh, I see how he respond. So I learned, and I want to practice the same thing. I want to grow in the area of understanding, detecting, and following the flow of the Spirit of God, and that can be applied during surgery. Then be applied while you are teaching the students, while you are talking to your boss. Your employees or your customers, because if you learn how to flow with the spirit in the meeting like this, you will learn how to flow. You will have more experience to hook up to the Holy Spirit anywhere you go. In the airplane, while you're driving, you can be sensitive to the flow and the direction of the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, you may say that 50 years from now, I will graduate from this area. I will graduate. I will know everything about the flow of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you: even a thousand years from now, you will not graduate, because God is so big and God is so wonderful and awesome that you will never be able to understand everything about Him. The Bible says in John chapter three, verse eight, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. He comes and goes, and you will not know where He come from and where He goes. So all the days of your life, before you go to heaven, you're gonna keep learning and learning the flow and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and how to respond to His flow in the right way. As I mentioned that day, I responded when God touched me and I cry and cry, and that is the intercessory cry. I cry for Thailand, that that nation worship idols. And that cry was an intercessory cry for the salvation of the lost people in Thailand. I follow the direction of the Holy Spirit by crying that day. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes prophetic words. Sometimes God say, "Quiet, shut your mouth, don't say anything, and just smile." You need to learn how to follow the Holy Spirit. There's so many ways He can move, and we can follow Him. We learn. From him every day, we do not know the direction of the Holy Spirit. We learn how to follow the direction. We keep developing and growing in this area. If you start from today on, I believe that ten years from now you will be more expert than before. But if you don't start today, 
Ten years from now, you will be the same. I want to encourage you. Start to develop this lifestyle of following the flow of the Holy Spirit every single day, and you're gonna grow more. You will learn how to follow Him every single day, 24/7, all the time. You follow the wind of the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen. I make mistake before. Don't take me wrong. I'm not perfect. I have made mistake, but I'm growing. He is my teacher. I learn from him. Everyone said at the same time, "Father, teach me how to follow the flow of the Spirit." Father, help me to be sensitive to the direction of the Spirit of God. Amen. That should be our desire to grow in that area. Isaiah 63 verse 10 say, "Yet they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit, so He turned and became their enemy, and He Himself fought against them." The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an object. He's not a table. He's not a piano. He is a person. So humanity can disturb Him, can annoy Him. Can grieve him and rebel against him, my dear brother and sister. Our reaction to the Holy Spirit can come from two things. Number one, come from ignorance. Immature Christians who don't know the Bible, like me, many years ago, I was immature. I did not respond to him very well. I grieve him out of ignorance. But some Christians grieve him and rebel against him, or they. Make him upset out of rebellion, out of stubbornness. I hope that we will not be that type of people who rebel against the Holy Spirit out of stubbornness. We need to follow Him completely and yield to Him. The Holy Spirit is like a gentleman. He will not interrupt your activity. He may try to tell you what to do and stop something, stop what you're doing, or change direction, but he will not interrupt you. He will not push his way into your life. He will try to whisper to you, and if you ignore, he will leave you alone because he is like a gentleman. He is opposite to Satan. Satan is a coercer. Satan is a manipulator. Satan will force people. Force the hand of person to turn on internet and watch pornography. Satan will force people to grab the cigarette and smoke, and try to force people to gossip from their mouth. But the Holy Spirit is like a dove. A dove is the international symbol of peace, gentleness. So he come with peace. He's not a dove, but His symbol is a dove. He is so peaceful. He is so gentle and polite to you. Therefore, he will not force his way into you. You must yield. You must connect to him and learn how to flow with him. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. Hebrews 10, 29. I would like to read from NASB. How much severe punishment? Do you think he would deserve? He means those who rebel against the Holy Spirit or reject God, who has trampled under foot the Son of God, has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which 
he was sanctified, has insulted the spirit of grace. Can people grieve the Holy Spirit? Yes. Can people insult the Holy Spirit? Yes. God said that insulting the Holy Spirit is connected to looking down on the Son of God and on the blood of Jesus Christ. There are many things in the kingdom of God that we should not play around. We should not be foolish. We should not look down upon or say something to look bad. Because that is a foolish action. And it's a serious business. Number one that we should not look down upon is the blood of Jesus Christ. We are bought out of sin. We, our sins are paid by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we need to honor and respect the blood of Jesus, which is on the altar in heaven right now. Christians should not joke around about the blood of Jesus. Number two, that we should not joke around and show disrespectful action and words is the name of Jesus Christ. We should respect the name of Jesus. Don't joke around with the name of Jesus. We should honor him, honor his name. We should focus on him and give him respect, the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus. Not only that, another one is that we should honor the Spirit of God. We should not insult and despise the Spirit of the Lord. Actually, I don't put this principle strong enough in this church, and sometimes I have to repent. For example, when I start to lay hand and the Holy Spirit is moving, and people start to chat around in the back of the room and do something without respecting the Holy Spirit in this room, I should talk from the microphone, could you please stop? But I don't want to be too mean as a pastor. But actually, it's grieved the Holy Spirit in me. When I begin to move in the Holy Spirit, God touch people and people walk around and talk and drink and have happy time out there in the back of the room. We should not do that. We should respect the presence of the Holy Spirit. That should be the way it is. Then you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because you respect Him. You don't make fun of Him. You don't despise Him. We need to respect Him. Another one that we should respect, the Bible says, Matthew 24, verse 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Another one that we should respect is the Word of God. We should not call the Bible the old book. We should not put the Bible on the ground, on the floor, and walk across, even though you think, so what? It's just a piece of paper, just on the ground. No, our heart should respect the Word of God. We should not despise the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God is like a solid rock. It gives life. It gives faith. It gives health. If you're in the Word all the time, you're going to be healthy. If you're in the Word of God all the time, you're going to have life. If you're in the Word of God all the time, you're going to be strong. The Word of God is like a solid rock. When you build your house on the rock, when the storm comes, you will not be fallen down. You will not be shaken. When you face difficulties, you can endure. You can have victorious life. You can have 
always victory because you are standing on the word of God. For me, I respect the word. That's why I read a lot of scripture when I preach. I don't just come up with my own idea here. I read the scripture and I preach. And I also respect the Holy Spirit. I also respect the blood of Jesus Christ and the presence of God. Amen? The Holy Spirit can be insulted. Insulting the Holy Spirit is a serious business. Let me read Mark chapter 3, 22 to 29. And I'm going to explain to you a few phrases here. Unpardonable sin. And the sin of blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. Let me explain to you. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, This has happened after Jesus cast out demons. He has built Seba, and by the ruler of the demons, which is Satan, he cast out demons. So he called them to himself and said to them in parables, Jesus was not happy that they attribute the work of the Holy Spirit on him as uh, to the devil. He did not let this go at all. He did not ignore. He said, come here, come here. I want to talk to you. He confronted them right away. He said, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. And surely I say to you, all sins, now he concludes, all sin will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is subject to eternal condemnation. Wow, this is serious business now. Despising, blaspheming the Holy Spirit is a serious business. How did Jesus perform miracle? How did Jesus cast out demons? Look at the Bible. Luke chapter 11, verse 20. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The finger of God represents the Holy Spirit. Matthew 12, 28. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The finger of God or the hand of God is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. After the young man named Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River and filled with the Holy Spirit at that Jordan River, he was tried by Satan and he came out from the wilderness with victory. The Bible says he came out with the power of the Holy Spirit. Every teaching, every preaching, every healing, Every word of knowledge, word of wisdom that Jesus ministered came from the Holy Spirit. And I want to be like Jesus. When I go on a mission trip, anytime I start to preach, lay hands on people, I say, this is not me. It's the finger of God. The Spirit of God is working through me. The healing room, 
Every time you heal, lay hand on people, you say, "This is not me, but the finger of God is on you." You're gonna get healed by the Holy Spirit. It's not our work; it's the Holy Spirit work. So, when Jesus minister, he minister by the power of the Holy Spirit. He delivered demons out of people, healed the sick, everything by the Holy Spirit. But the scribes came and say, "Oh, this is the work of Satan." The ruler of the demons, they blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now let me explain to you. There is the condition called sin unto death, according to the Bible, or unpardonable sin. What are they? The question is: Do you commit unpardonable sin, and you're going to go to hell? Have you ever asked that question? Wow, I sin this sin. And even though I believe in Jesus, I'm not going to go to heaven because God will not forgive me. So let me explain to you. As long as you say I love Jesus, I believe in Jesus, I want to serve Him, and I want to do the right thing before Him. If I know I'm wrong, I repent. As long as you do this, you will go to heaven. We all make mistake. We all. Sin against God because of our ignorance, or sometimes because of our weakness. But as long as we repent and we still believe in Jesus, there is no condition called unpardonable sin in your life. Let me read Hebrew chapter six, four to six. But there is sin that will not, you will not be able to get back to heaven. It is impossible. Everyone say impossible. For those who have once been enlightened. Who have tested the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tested the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, the power of heaven. Wow! These people have been enlightened to know the gospel, to know who Jesus is. Have tested the heavenly gift. They have tested the gift of the Holy Spirit, share in the Holy Spirit, then experience the Holy Spirit already. Who have tested the goodness of the goodness of the word? They know the Bible, they learn the Bible, they know the Bible is good, and they also experience the powers of heaven. If they fall away, if they totally reject Jesus and say, "I have nothing to do with Jesus any longer. He is not my God anymore. I walk away from Him hundred percent." To brought back to repentance. Because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Let me read another one: First John five sixteen to seventeen. There are two kind of sin here. If anyone see his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask or he will pray for that brother, and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. Every Christian sin. Including me, and you should pray for me, and I pray for you. We all make mistake. How many people say I'm perfect? I never make mistake. Raise your hand up. I want to make a brain transplant right now. It's impossible. We all make mistake. And when you see your brother sin, make mistake. You pray for them. God say, I will save them. I will give revelation to them. Sometimes when I see people sin, and I know I have been confronting, talking, and they never listen to me. The only thing I can do after I talk to them so many times and they're still sinning, I have to pray. God reveal, 
opened his eyes like a prodigal son. One day, opened his eyes and said, "Oh, God, I need to repent. I can pray. I cannot change that person's mind." Okay, but there is another sin. Read this, and He will give him life, and those who commit sin not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. This sin that s gonna take people to hell, even believer. I do not say that he should pray about that. What kind of people that we should not pray for? All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. These two passages of the scripture, Hebrews six and First John five, talk about believers who experience the goodness of God and totally. Walk away from God and say, "I have nothing to do with Jesus. I reject Jesus now. I don't care about Jesus anymore. I'm gonna go back to the world and have nothing to do with God." Those people, you don't have to pray; they will never repent. They are gone completely, and hell is their destination. I rarely see these kind of people in my life, but I have seen some. Very sad. People just walk away from God. But the situation we describe s are different. Okay, listen carefully. Describes they stubbornly say the Holy Spirit is the devil. They are different. They know that Jesus ministered by the Holy Spirit. They are not dumb people. But they want to discredit Jesus by saying that what Jesus was doing is from Satan. These are religious people. I don't think they're born again. I think these people were not born again at all. Otherwise, they would not reject Jesus. They're not like Nicodemus. They're not like Peter or some Jewish people who come to God to Jesus and say, "Jesus, help me." They're really against God. I believe they're non-believers to me. They are not born again, and they talked against the Holy Spirit who worked through Jesus Christ. My dear brother, sister, we may make mistake. Out of ignorance, I remember I used to be in the denomination that really go against speaking in tongue, falling down, laughter, the move of God. I was told that those are from the devil. I used to be in that kind of denomination. Thank God, God saved me from that teaching. And I remember when I saw people fall down, people speaking in tongue many years ago. This is like 30 years ago. I say, wow! I think demon is working around here. I say like that, serious. But why didn't God punish me? Because the Holy Spirit is gentle. The Holy Spirit is long-suffering. He is slow to anger. He is easy to forgive. He is kind, merciful, and compassionate. He knows that past allow. 30 years ago, say that that is the work of demon out of ignorance and lack of understanding. I did not mean bad to God; I just lack understanding. Okay, He forgive me. I did not have have a bad attitude toward the Holy Spirit at all. I just did not understand. So, brothers and sisters, from now on, when you see something happen. Watch your mouth. Don't say anything much. If you're not sure that is from God or from the devil, the best thing you do is to keep your mouth shut and don't criticize. Unless it's so clear, 
is from demon. Demon will produce unrighteousness, sin, chaos. People will hate each other, fight each other, adultery, sexual immorality. Very clear. The Holy Spirit will not produce those kind of actions at all. The Holy Spirit will produce righteousness, holiness, peace and joy, healing and good things. Amen. Matthew thirteen fifty seven. Now I'm gonna come to the point that why we need to respect the Holy Spirit. Matthew thirteen fifty seven. So they were offended at him, at Jesus. But Jesus said to them, "A prophet is not without honor except in his own country." Jesus called himself prophet with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and in his own house, he said that the anointing upon a prophet should be honor. And people should honor the prophet, except in his own house, in his own country, because people have familiarity. You familiar with that man? You don't want to honor that man, and you don't want to honor the Holy Spirit on that man or that woman. Let me read this scripture to you. Look, and I explain to you. Look for eighteen and nineteen. Jesus walked into the synagogue. Open the scroll of the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord, he read, is upon me, because he has anointed me. He talked about himself to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He was reading the word of prophecy about him, and after he read that, look at the Bible, verse twenty-two, twenty-four. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. He said that this prophecy already been fulfilled. This happened already, and he said, "It's me. I'm that man, anointed by the Holy Spirit." He sat down and he began to say to them, "Today." This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You are sitting in front of the Messiah right now. I am that one. I'm the one that Isaiah talk about. He's trying to say that. Okay, those people understood that he was talking about himself. Oh, now look at the response. So all bore witness to him and marvel at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, "Is this?" Not Joseph's son. He said to them, "You will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country." Then he said, "As surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. No prophet is accepted in his own country." What he tried to say is this: You just family with me. You think that you know my mom? Your brother play with my brother. I fixed your table that day because I'm a carpenter. You bring, you brought your broken chair. I fixed it for you. You know me. Your mom may even change my diaper when I was a baby. I am Mary's son, but today I'm not Mary's son. I am the anointed one. And what did they do? They despised, insulted, rejecting the Holy Spirit on him, and they rejected him. 
when you reject the anointing on a man, you reject the man as well. And this is a serious business. Look at the result of lack of faith and rejecting and despising the Holy Spirit on the man of God. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Jesus left there and went to his hometown. Now he went back to his hometown where people did not believe in him. Accompanied by his disciple, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked, what's this wisdom that has been given him? That he even does miracle. Isn't this the carpenter? Oh, this is the neurosurgeon. This is that guy who just moved from Thailand and started practice in Bellevue. I know him. I remember when I first started the church, I started to reach out to Thai people in Seattle. Oh, everybody say, that guy, that young doctor from Thailand, he's nothing. He's still drinking bottle. They looked down on me. Everybody in Thai society at that generation, when I started the church, they did not know that God called me and anointed me because of the familiarity. This is a Thai man. So they look at the outside. They don't look at the anointing. Okay? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and his sister here with us? They tried to use all the reason to look down on Jesus. And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Everyone say honor. Wow, honor is important. Respecting is important. And what is the result? He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. My dear brother and sister, the anointing without measure was on Jesus. He was the man with unlimited anointing. But why didn't these people get the miracle? Number one, lack of honor. Two, lack of faith. Honor and faith are connected. When you honor God, you have faith in God. And God will work for you. God will talk to you. God will lead you. God will heal you. God will guide you. God will perform miracles for you because you honor Him and you have faith in Him. But when you start to show disrespect, you begin to despise the anointing, you don't get that much. In my mission trip, this has happened all the time. I noticed that miracle happened in my mission trip than my own church. The reason because people get used to me here. Every Sunday, I see this same guy. He used to see me sometimes put the short pant on. Sometimes I fell asleep on the chair. You saw me. So you get used to me. And the honor may be less. But people out there who watch on the YouTube and never see me, Oh, wow, wow, he's great. When they saw me, they ran to me. They want me to lay hand. Then some of them even grab my foot and say, Can you just touch your foot is enough, I'm healed. That kind of honor. And the same thing, when I go to preach in the foreign land, the regular members 
like this. But many ministers sit like this. Who is this guy? He never graduated from Bible school. He's just an MD. He's just a doctor. He doesn't know theology. No, I don't care about him. I tell you, they don't get anything from me at all. Nothing. The same man, but why the members run out to get very uh, honoring the Holy Spirit on me? They get set free. They get healed. Demon come out of them. They get saved because of the heart issue. They honor the Holy Spirit on the man. It's not about me at all. Pastor Lao is nothing without the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit anoints me to do the work. Everyone say honor. The Holy Spirit. Let me read Luke 9:48, and I'm almost done. And said to them, "Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all will be great." I apply this principle when I go to the care group, and somebody teach the Bible. I will not sit like this. You're just a member. When Pastor Caesar come up and preach, and I was sitting there, I would not like. <laughs> you know, if I do that, I have bad attitude. He has an anointing. The care group leader, the teacher who teach in the care group, they have an anointing. I should be. When you respect the anointing, you pay attention. You give time. You put anything away. You don't pull up your cell phone and play with the cell phone. You just listen. You smile. You sit back up like this and you, yes, go for it. Go for it. Your anointing is speaking to me. You don't just sit like playing with your cell phone. Uh, He's just a member of the church. He's nothing. If I have that attitude, I will never learn anything from anybody, because you can teach me something. You know something too that I don't know. Is that right? We should respect the Holy Spirit on everybody. We should not have a bad attitude. Period. Wow, this is a strong teaching, but it shaped up our life because we are in the society of lack of honor, respect, and etiquette. We don't show respect to parents, show respect to pastor. Some kids run and then just hit the pastor, almost fall, and then they run away. They never say sorry. Lack of honor, lack of respect on the anointing on people. The Holy Spirit show up strongly when people respect Him, honor Him, and hungry for Him. That's why I enjoy mission trip. When I go to Switzerland, Thailand. People so hungry. They fly from everywhere. They spend money on the bus for 15 hours to come to the meeting. They sit there. Please, I need the anointing. I feel the anointing so strong on me. Suck out of me. Just suck out of me because they're so hungry for God. I love it. It's such an awesome experience to stand in the meeting where people are so hungry for God and respect the anointing upon the man. I need to keep my attitude right every time. When Baum was reading worship a while ago, I look at him, anointed man, anointed man. He's going to throw the anointing. Oh, he's reading worship is so good. 
I because my attitude is right. I don't judge him. And oh, he I led him to Christ. You know, he's just a member. I never thought that way. I look at the drummer. Everyone, I look at them. Wow, anointing! They have something to give to me. I honor all of them up here. We need to have that attitude, honoring the Holy Spirit on the servant of God, whether they are archers or. Uh, musicians or singers or cameramen, everybody has the anointing on them. We should respect each other, respect the anointing and respect the people who serve the Lord. Amen? From now on, when you go to church, you go to any meeting, go with hunger, honor the Holy Spirit. And all of this that I talk about will be applied to every single minute of your life. If you respect the Holy Spirit, Everywhere you go, honor him, listen to him, hook up to him, don't ignore him, don't grieve him, don't insult him, don't despise him. Everywhere you go, driving, shopping, cooking, anything you do, you will hook up to him, you will be aware of him, you will learn from him. He is more real to you as years go by. You can hear his voice more clearly. He will talk to you. You talk to him. He will prevent you from making mistakes again and again. He will protect you from losing money. He will keep your marriage together. He will help you to do parenting. Your kids will not backslide. He will protect you from accident everywhere you go because you honor him, hook up to him, look to him, and listen to him. This year, year 2017, I can hear the Holy Spirit in my spirit. Faster and clearer than last year. If you notice, I have more prophetic words than before. When I look at you, I can prophesy. Not because I'm a great man, but because my relationship with the Holy Spirit is stronger than year 2016. And I believe that I'm just the beginner. I still need to learn more. I just need to develop the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to the point that I want to be 99.9% of Jesus Christ. I may not be 100% like Jesus because I'm not Jesus. But I want, before I die, 99.9%, I close to Jesus like that. Is it wonderful? Everyone say, respecting the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, reverence fear. Everyone say, honoring the anointing. Everyone say, yielding, hunger. Do you want to live your life that way? I want to live my life that way. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us all these scriptures, the principle of not despising, grieving, ignoring, insulting the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit the precious Spirit of God, the breath of the Almighty, the wind of God. We respect you in this house. We need you. We want to be guided by you, Lord. Father, remind us of this teaching every day. Help us, Lord, to walk the life of honor, honoring you, honoring your word, Honoring the blood of Jesus. Honoring the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
the voice of the Spirit in our life every single day. Thank you, Father. We don't want to be those people in Nazareth, in the hometown of Jesus, or in that synagogue when Jesus say, "This scriptures has been fulfilled before your eyes right now. We don't want to have that doubt. We don't want to have the attitude of disrespect. We want to respect you. Have faith in you, Father. Help us to grow, Lord, in the area of being led by the Spirit of God more and more each year. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Today, if you don't know Jesus, I would like to encourage you. God is real, and He loves you so much. He wants to. Be your father. He's the best father. If you want to really come back home to be a child of God, make a simple prayer with me right now. Don't wait. We don't know that we have tomorrow or not. Amen. We don't know. Don't procrastinate to believe in God. Believe me, you don't come from monkey. If you come from monkey, you think you come from monkey, you should go to the zoo. And worship monkey. Seriously, if you think you come from monkey, go to the zoo and worship monkey, because that is your ancestors. You don't come from monkey. You were created by God. Have you ever thought how the universe come into existence? How you come into existence? There must be a creator, and the creator wrote this book that we are preaching about. Come back home. Be humble. Don't reject God anymore. Don't reject your Creator anymore. Give your life back to Him. He will give you peace, give you joy, give you life. It's the best. I gave my life to Jesus thirty something years ago. I used to believe that I came from monkey too, because I learned from the science class. But now I know it's a lie. We came from God, not from monkey. Pastor Da doesn't look like monkey at all. She's too beautiful to come from monkey. Husband who don't believe in Jesus, why don't you turn to your wife and say you come from monkey? You're gonna get into trouble. You don't come from monkey. Amen. Humble, please. Surrender to God. Don't run your own life. You don't know much. We are vulnerable people. Just drop out of the building, you die. Sickness out there. We are living in a vulnerable world. We need God. We need God's protection. Amen. We are weak people. We can die. We can get sick. We can fall. We can break our hip, break our head, anytime. We need God. We are not perfect. We are not strong enough to run our own life. We need Jesus. If you want to receive God, follow my prayer. Father in heaven, today I surrender to you. You created me, Lord. In your image, 
I want to come back home to have you, the Creator of the universe, to be my God. Thank you, Lord, for preparing heaven for me, for sending Jesus to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life, become my God and my Savior. I repent of my sin. I ask you for forgiveness. I need you, Lord. I believe when I walk with you, you give me life. And after I leave this world, I will have eternal life in heaven. Heaven is my final home. I am a citizen of heaven. Lord, this place, this planet Earth, is my temporary home. You are the God of heaven, and my real home is in heaven. Lord, take me in. Receive me. Into your kingdom, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people promise God that from now on you're going to respect the Holy Spirit? How many people say from now on I will be careful with this serious business that I will not despise and grieve the Holy Spirit? You take serious. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.